Today is the 11th day of March. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you, uh, coming in from the cold and around the global campfire. And ah, we're all here. It's roaring and we're ready to settle in by stepping away, just exhaling everything else that was going on and just allowing God's Word to come and be a part of our day and inform our day and lead us lead us into the truth. That's what the scriptures promise, and so that's what we're here for. So we're reading from the contemporary English version this week. We'll go back into the book of Numbers. Children of Israel, the, I mean, they have been given the law. They spent a bunch of time at Mount Sinai. They formed camp. They broke camp. It was time to go into the promised land, and the spies went in and... Well, we read the story. Things didn't go well. A bad report, and it's just chaos right now. A whole generation has been doomed to wander in the wilderness. God has basically closed the door. It was like you were here at the threshold of your promise. It was time, and and you you rejected me, and now you're not going in. And so there's a bunch of chaos happening in the wilderness. Numbers chapter 15, verse 17 through 16, verse 40. When you eat food in the land that I am giving you, remember to set aside some of it as an offering to me. From the first batch of bread dough that you make after each new grain harvest, make a loaf of bread and offer it to me, just as you offer grain. All your descendants must follow this law and offer part of the first batch of bread dough. The Lord also told Moses to tell the people what must be done if they ever disobey his laws. If all of you disobey one of my laws without meaning to, you must offer a bull as a sacrifice to please me, together with a grain sacrifice, a wine offering, and a goat as in sacrifice for sin. Then the priest will pray and ask me to forgive you. And since you did not mean to do wrong and you offered sacrifices, the sin of everyone, both Israelites and foreigners among you, will be forgiven. But if one of you does wrong without meaning to, you must sacrifice a year-old female goat as a sacrifice for sin. The priest will then ask me to forgive you, and your sin will be forgiven." The law will be the same for everyone who does wrong without meaning to, whether an Israelite or a foreigner living among you. But if one of you does wrong on purpose, whether Israelite or foreigner, you have sinned against me by disobeying my laws. You will be sent away and will no longer live among the people of Israel. Once, while the Israelites were traveling through the desert, A man was caught gathering firewood on the Sabbath. He was taken to Moses, Aaron, and the rest of the community, but no one knew what to do with him, so he was not allowed to leave. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people to take that man outside the camp and stone him to death. So he was killed, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord told Moses to say to the people of Israel, Sew tassels onto the bottom edge of your clothes and tie a purple string to each tassel. 
These will remind you that you must obey my laws and teachings. And when you do, you will be dedicated to me and won't follow your own sinful desires. I am the Lord your God who led you out of Egypt. Korah, son of Ishar, was a Levite from the Kohatite clan. One day he called together Dathan, Abiram, and On from the Reuben tribe, and the four of them decided to rebel against Moses. So they asked 250 respectable Israelite leaders for their support, and together they went to Moses and Aaron and said, Why do you think you're so much better than anyone else? We're part of the Lord's holy people, and he's with all of us. What makes you think you're the only ones in charge? When Moses heard this, he knelt down to pray. Then he said to Korah and his followers, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show us the person he has chosen to be his priest, and that man will faithfully serve him. Korah, now here is what you and your followers must do. Get some fire pans, fill them with coals and incense, and place them near the sacred tent, and the man the Lord chooses will be his priest. Korah, this time you Levites have gone too far. You know that the God of Israel has chosen you Levites from all Israel to serve him by being in charge of the sacred tent and by helping the community to worship in the proper way. What more do you want? The Lord has given you a special responsibility. And now, Korah, you think you should also be his priest? You and your followers have rebelled against the Lord, not against Aaron. And Moses sent for Dathan and Abiram, but they sent back this message, We won't come. It's bad enough that you took us from our rich farmland in Egypt to let us die here in the desert. Now you also want to boss us around. You keep promising us rich farmlands with fertile fields and vineyards, but where are they? Stop trying to trick these people. No, we won't come to see you. Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, Don't listen to these men. I haven't done anything wrong to them. I haven't taken as much as a donkey. Then he said to Korah, Tomorrow you and your followers must go with Aaron to the Lord's sacred tent. Each of you take along your firepan with incense in it and offer the incense to the Lord. The next day the men placed incense and coals in their firepans and stood with Moses and Aaron at the entrance to the sacred tent. Meanwhile, Korah had convinced the rest of the Israelites to rebel against their two leaders. When that happened, the Lord appeared in all his glory and said to Moses and Aaron, Get away from the rest of the Israelites so I can kill them right now. But the two men bowed down and prayed, Our God, you gave these people life. Why would you punish everyone here when only one man has sinned? The Lord answered Moses, Tell the people to stay away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Moses walked over to Dathan and Abiram, and the other leaders of Israel followed. Then Moses warned the people, 
Get away from the tents of these sinful men. Don't touch anything that belongs to them or you'll be wiped out. So everyone moved away from those tents except Korah, Dathan, Abiram, and their families. Moses said to the crowd, The Lord has chosen me and told me to do these things. It wasn't my idea. And here's how you will know. If these men die a natural death, it means the Lord hasn't chosen me. But suppose the Lord does something that has never been done before. For example, what if a huge crack appears in the ground and these men and their families fall into it and are buried alive together with everything they own? Then you will know they have turned their backs on the Lord. As soon as Moses said this, the ground under the men opened up and swallowed them alive together with their families and everything they owned. Then the ground closed back up and they were gone. The rest of the Israelites heard their screams, so they ran off shouting, We don't want that to happen to us! Suddenly the Lord sent a fire that burned up the 250 men who had offered incense to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron's son Eleazar to take the fire pans from the smoldering fire and scatter the coals. The pans are now sacred because they were used for offering incense to me. Have them hammered into a thin layer of bronze as a covering for the altar. Those men died because of their sin, and now their fire pans will become a warning for the rest of the community. Eleazar collected the pans and had them hammered into a thin layer of bronze as a covering for the altar, just as the Lord had told Moses. The pans were a warning to the Israelites that only Aaron's descendants would be allowed to offer incense to the Lord. Anyone else who tried would be punished like Korah and his followers. Mark 15 Early the next morning, the chief priests, the nation's leaders, and the teachers of the law of Moses met together with the whole Jewish council. They tied up Jesus and led him off to Pilate. He asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Those are your words, Jesus answered. The chief priests brought many charges against Jesus. Then Pilate questioned him again, Don't you have anything to say? Don't you hear what crimes they say you have done? But Jesus did not answer, and Pilate was amazed. During Passover, Pilate always freed one prisoner chosen by the people, and at that time there was a prisoner named Barabbas. He and some others had been arrested for murder during a riot. The crowd now came and asked Pilate to set a prisoner free just as he usually did. Pilate asked them, Do you want me to free the king of the Jews? Pilate knew that the chief priests had brought Jesus to him because they were jealous. But the chief priests told the crowd to ask Pilate to free Barabbas. Then Pilate asked the crowd, What do you want me to do with this man you say is the king of the Jews? They yelled, Nail him to a cross. Pilate asked, But what crime has he done? Nail him to a cross, they yelled even louder. Pilate wanted to please the crowd, 
So he set Barabbas free. Then he ordered his soldiers to beat Jesus with a whip and nail him to a cross. The soldiers led Jesus inside the courtyard of the fortress and called together the rest of the troops. They put a purple robe on him and on his head they placed a crown that they had made out of thorn branches. They made fun of Jesus and shouted, Hey, you, King of the Jews! And they beat him on the head with a stick. They spit on him and knelt down and pretended to worship him. When the soldiers had finished making fun of Jesus, they took off the purple robe. They put his own clothes back on him and led him off to be nailed to a cross. Simon from Cyrene happened to be coming in from a farm and they forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. The soldiers took Jesus to Golgotha, which means place of a skull. There they gave him some wine mixed with a drug to ease the pain, but he refused to drink it. They nailed Jesus to a cross and gambled to see who would get his clothes. It was about nine o'clock in the morning when they nailed him to the cross. On it was a sign that told why he was nailed there. It read, This is the King of the Jews. The soldiers also nailed two criminals on crosses, one to the right of Jesus and the other to his left. People who passed by said terrible things about Jesus. They shook their heads and shouted, Ha! So you're the one who claimed you could tear down the temple and build it again in three days. Save yourself and come down from the cross. The chief priests and the teachers of the law of Moses also made fun of Jesus. They said to each other, He saved others, but he can't save himself. If he is the Messiah, the King of Israel, let him come down from the cross. Then we will see and believe. The two criminals also said cruel things to Jesus. About noon, the sky turned dark and stayed that way until around three o'clock. Then about that time, Jesus shouted, Eloi, Eloi, lama sambachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you deserted me? Some of the people standing there heard Jesus and said, He's calling for Elijah. One of them ran and grabbed a sponge. After he had soaked it in wine, he put it on a stick and held it up to Jesus. He said, let's wait and see if Elijah will come and take him down. Jesus shouted and then died. At once, the curtain in the temple tore in two from top to bottom. A Roman army officer was standing in front of Jesus. When the officer saw how Jesus died, he said, This man really was the Son of God. Some women were looking on from a distance. They had come with Jesus to Jerusalem. But even before this, they had been his followers and had helped him while he was in Galilee. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of the younger James and of Joseph, were two of these women. Salome was also one of them. It was now in the evening before the Sabbath, and the Jewish people were getting ready for that sacred day. 
A man named Joseph from Arimathea was brave enough to ask Pilate for the body of Jesus. Joseph was a highly respected member of the Jewish council, and he was also waiting for God's kingdom to come. Pilate was surprised to hear that Jesus was already dead, and he called in the army officers to find out if Jesus had been dead very long. After the officer told him, Pilate let Joseph have Jesus' body. Joseph brought a linen cloth and took the body down from the cross. He had it wrapped in the cloth, and he put it in a tomb that had been cut into solid rock. And he rolled a big stone against the entrance to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, were watching and saw where the body was placed. Psalm 54 For the music leader, use with stringed instruments a special psalm that David wrote when the people of Ziph went to Saul and said, David is hiding here with us. Trusting God in times of trouble. Save me, God, by your power and prove that I am right. Listen to my prayer and hear what I say. Cruel strangers have attacked and want me dead. Not one of them cares about you. You will help me, Lord God, and keep me from falling. You will punish my enemies for their evil deeds. Be my faithful friend and destroy them. I will bring a gift and offer a sacrifice to you, Lord. I will praise your name because you are good and have rescued me from all of my troubles and my own eyes have seen my enemies fall. Proverbs 11, 5 and 6 If you are truly good, you will do right. If you are wicked, you will be destroyed by your own sin. Honesty can keep you safe, but if you can't be trusted, you trap yourself. Okay, so... Lots of times, most every day at this time right here, you know, this we talk about what we read uh, and we try to uh, unpack it in, in a way that would affect our day. Like that's, that's the point is to allow God's word to wash into our lives and, and give us something that we can focus upon and meditate upon and incorporate into the soil of our hearts so that it can be planted there and yield fruit. It's just these days... Th- this day, I don't know how to explain the death of Jesus. If I'm being honest, if I'm just be, if I can just be, we can be honest with each other. I hate that it ever had to happen. And I mean, I know the theology. I know what's, I know what's going on here. We know what's going on here. But that's what we kind of that, that makes us that makes it easy for us to glaze over it. This is, this is the one that we worship. This is the one that wouldn't let us go into the darkness. This is the one who will never leave us or forsake us and has never left us or forsaken us. So, you know, if you love 
if you love him, then it's hard to watch him die, even if you're reading it on paper. Even, even if it means you get to live. And uh, some, at some point you realize, like, that was supposed to be me. Like, that was what I earned. I'm not supposed to be able to just walk around free like this. I, this is a gift. And every day should be a question mark for us. What am I doing with that gift? If I don't have to be separated from God or my brothers and sisters, like if I don't have to live separated anymore, then why am I? What are we doing with this gift? May we not grow dull to that question. Because the answer to that question is basically the answer to the question Jesus asked in Caesarea Philippi. Whom do you say that I am? So Jesus, we say that you are the Savior. And that as we move through this story, we are looking at true, true love. And we confess we can't love like that. And we don't have a lot of people in our lives that are going to die on our behalf. And this has got to matter enough that it changes us. And so come, Holy Spirit, and give us eyes to see today as we contemplate the cost, the cost of it all. And you have given us freedom. Reveal to us the ways that we are choosing bondage. Reveal to us the ways that we, like the children of Israel, are grumbling through the wilderness, thinking about cucumbers and fish back in slavery. Uh, Bring to mind the ways that we have walked back into slavery willingly. We want freedom. You have offered it, and we want it. That will be how we honor you in this, is to live free. Come, Holy Spirit, and show us the masks that we're wearing and the entanglements that don't need to be there. Show us what is impeding us from walking in freedom, being children of the light in this world. We ask in your precious name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website, and that is home. And uh, there's always home. The global campfire is always burning. There's never a time that we can engage with the Daily Audio Bible alone. Somebody else, somewhere else, is listening too. And so we're never alone. And, uh, and DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It's where the prayer wall lives. Uh, resources are available specifically created for the journey to take us further and deeper in any way that we can think of. And so those are available in the Daily Audio Bible shop. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if, if this matters... Uh, then thank you. 
for your partnership. There's a link on the homepage. Uh, or if you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Or if the mail is what you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. And we are a community that prays for each other. If you're shouldering burdens that you shouldn't shoulder alone, then you can just press the hotline button in the app. It's like that easy to reach out. Or you can just go to the prayer wall. It's that easy to reach out. So if you, uh, yeah, if you have a pr- prayer request or encouragement, hit the hotline button in the app. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that is it for today. Go into your day contemplating what the Savior has done for you. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good evening, Daily Audio Bible family. This is B from Texas. Uh, this I've called two times already. Uh, my husband passed away October the 1st. I've been dealing with the loss of him. Anyway, I'm at the hospital in the emergency room, and I just found out that I'm going to be admitted because um, supposedly my kidney function is dropping. I had a kidney transplant 10 years ago and I do not understand what's going on. They told me I could have my transplant for life, for the rest of my life. And now there's issues going on. And I need y'all's prayers. Let the doctors find out what's going on with my kidney. I would appreciate your prayers. I love y'all and I need y'all at this time. I feel so alone without my husband. He would normally be here, but I'm by myself. Anyway, I need just prayers for the doctors to find out what's going on, why my kidney function is dropping. I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. I love y'all. And I will be getting in touch with you soon. Thank you. In Jesus' name, thank you. Bye. Hey, so the hospital doctor and the... Everywhere I look, I see another blessing, God, from thee. What they say about you is true. Every good gift does come from you. Every day I try to be the best I can, God, just for thee. But even on my best of days, I still fall short in many ways. I'm getting old, my hair is gray, but all my life your love has stayed. My parents, children, possible wife, all are intact within my life. And though there still are ups and downs, uncertainties and many frowns, still we all do care a lot. And all are thankful for what we've got. Prosperity and seasons of good health. And many other blessings that can be considered as wealth. All is 
has turned out pretty good for me. And I know it was only because of thee. I know I'm blessed above a lot of other men to have your son as my very best friend. Everywhere I look, I see another blessing, God, from thee. What the Bible says about you is true. Every good gift does come from you. BlindTony1016 at gmail.com I'd like to give a shout out to Slave of Jesus and Mark Cree from Down Under. Know you both are prayed for daily and loved very much. And Brandon Harden family, thank you once again for this wonderful podcast for God's Holy Spirit to flow. Keep it flowing, y'all. <clears throat> Good morning, Dad family. This is Lady of Victory calling or talking to you from the Western Wall or the Wailing Wall on Sunday the 8th of March. Just wanted to come to you guys um, as we are standing here. Uh, we may be here and we may not know all of you all and we may not know what's going on in all of you all's lives. But when we come to the foot of the cross, God knows each and every one of you, and he knows all of you all by name, and the miles vanish. And so as we are coming here, or as we are here, we are believing God that he has connected us for such a time as this. And so we are, um, as we are here, we are believing God for you guys and um, just trusting that as we are here, uh, God has a, a, a reason and a purpose. And so as we come before the Lord on your behalf, um, we are asking him to meet every need. So, God, we come before you thanking you for your goodness and for your mercy. Um, God, thank you for uh, 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 the Dab C, the Dabs, I'm sorry, the Dab family. God, for Brian and for Jill for obeying the call that you uh, gave them 15 years ago, God, to step out on faith and um, God, start this podcast and everyone ha that has called in, God, uh, um, maybe somebody has told them about it, maybe they've been listening for years, maybe they've been listening for a short time, um, God, but every one of them has a need and you know them uh, by name and you know the need, God, there are emotional needs, there are spiritual needs, there are um, financial needs, there are relational needs, God, there are needs of all kinds, and we're just asking, Father, that your will would be established and done in their lives, that we stand before this wall, uh, leveling the, the plane, God, at the foot of the cross, asking that your will would be established and performed in their lives, in Jesus' name, amen. Hi, Dabbers, this is Abba's Joy calling from Florida, and I just want to thank Brian for the reading of the Bible and for the Dab community for all of their love, their prayers and support of one another. I've only been listening since January 1st of this year, but it has been such a tremendous blessing in my life. I want to thank my dear friend and my sister in Christ, Abba's Grace, for sharing the Dab podcast with me and for me just taking that leap and just making that commitment. I have been so extremely blessed by this community of believers. The genuine outpouring of love and transparency is so humbling. I thank you for the courage and strength of those who call in, pouring out their hearts and humbling themselves to not only ask for prayers, but to have the desire to lift up and pray for others. I pray God's covering and abundant blessings over all of my fellow dabbers and their families, and especially those who feel like they are in a hopeless marriage. 
Father God, I pray life, healing, and restoration over their holy unions in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I pray for a mighty move within their families, Lord God, that only you can do. And Dabbers, I pray and ask that you join me and that you agree with me as I pray the same prayer for my own marriage. And I just want to just say thank you. And I love all of you so very much. And I just look forward to the growth and the love that I continue to experience and just to become closer to our Heavenly Father. Hi, Dabbers. Um, I'm calling in because I've been really inspired by Brian continuing to emphasize the importance of us having eyes to see and ears to hear. And it was a couple of days ago, I don't remember the exact verse from the New Testament where Jesus was telling the people what two of the most important things are, which is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Um, and that was the first one. And, and I know that we often hear the fact of the Lord our God is one, and we think that that is the command, but I'm not super confident in my ability to interpret, interpret the Bible, but it seems to me that the, the command is here. Hear, O Israel. And then it is a statement of fact, that the command is to hear that, to have ears to hear that. And it's so, such a special prayer to me too, because I grew up Jewish, I am Jewish, and that prayer is the Shema, which is the most important prayer that Jews say uh, in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. And it goes, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then he talks about in the same passage of Deuteronomy, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. And I'm just so grateful for this community and what inspiration it has brought me in combining New and Old Testament. God is so, so good in Jesus' name. Do I want to be healed? Is that a serious question, Jesus? Of course I want to be healed. See, I have been sitting by the pools of Bethesda for the last 38 years. Yes, I want to be healed. I have been crippled. I have been coming here every single day of my life for the last 38 years. And you see, when the angel comes to start the waters, somebody always jumps in and takes my opportunity. Do I want to be healed? Of course I do, Jesus. So, Life is better with you. Help me understand that. See, let me carry the mat that I've been laying on for the last 38 years. Let me kick away the crutches that I've been walking on so that I can serve you, Lord. Do I want to be healed? Yes, I do. You see, you are the Savior, and most times we miss you. We don't see you, or we don't hear you. So, heal our hearts, Lord. May you make our minds 
ready for you. Our service for your glory. May our feet run for the kingdom of God. May our eyes and our ears be ready for you. Do I want to be healed? Yes, I do, Lord. This is Raphael calling from Delaware. Make it a great day. <laughs>